The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. All right, so let me let me steal my man's thunder. Um, did you listen to uh, Jeff versus the, versus the world? No. Okay, so Jeff did like a little ten minute show. Because mm-hmm. um, again, when I was on his show, yeah, when I was on his show, um, mm-hmm. I just basically we talked for like an hour, and I was like, okay, Jeff, like you getting into this podcast thing? Like, remember that episode of uh, remember the fundraiser on the Boondocks? Yes, yes, where yes. Where Riley is like, you know, he's selling candy. Mm-hmm. And Huey said, okay, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, don't tell me. And then, like, everything Huey was thinking is what happened. So I, Jeff said he wanted to do a show. I said, okay, like, uh, you know, we got on, we started recording. I was like, okay, this is what you're going to face. And we just, I told him, I was like, you're going to deal with X, Y, and Z from these people. People are going to have their hand out, wanting stuff from you, people you've never talked to. Wrestling people Twitter are, is going to be wrestling Twitter, those fucking incels. People are going to try to hijack your space to get their shit off. Like I told him. Yeah. He told a story, like a little 10-minute story about... Uh, oh, I want to hear this. He reached out to some people about being on the show to talk wrestling with him. And he wanted to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. He want people who are knowledgeable in different areas who can just have a conversation about what's going on. Okay. He said this dude got on his show and was like immediately like... Uh, fuck Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is trash this that and the third and was like basically had an agenda to get on somebody's airwaves and get his shit off and he was like like Jeff told him they like cut the show and Jeff was like yo like this isn't really working like I'm trying to tell you that's not the vibe I want to bring to my platform like I don't want it to be that and dude was like okay okay cool 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 so he got him back on did the same shit and Jeff cut it. He was like, nah, like, we can't do this. Like, that's not going to work. You know what he told him? What he told him? He said, nigga, you not Dave. Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. <laughs> <laughs> he told Jeff, nigga, wow. you not Dave. Well, so, yeah. Um, I mean, even though that's true, but still, that's his show, his platform. He, he, he's, he can yeah. dictate it however he wants. It's fun watching somebody, like, start out in this space. Because I mm-hmm. know, like, the things that I dealt with and deal with and people around me have dealt with. So, yeah, bless his heart. He's going dog, I'm saying, but it's just crazy. It's like people, literally everybody has an opinion, like a fucking whack opinion with no substance behind it, and they just want to be heard. Well, let's talk about substance. Okay. This is South Congress Podcast, episode 76. My name is Cameron. And I'm Peanut. So, substance. Substance is fun. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, Twitter has kind of been... Acting a fool, yeah. Well, I mean, for for me and for us, Twitter's kind of been on an uptick. Um, and for different reasons. There's the wrestling stuff. There's the podcast stuff. There's the thirst trap stuff. You know, you kind of combine all that together. And it heightens the, the retweets and the followers and all the likes and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it got to a point where some people, like in these larger wrestling circles, have taken notice. And they, you know... Because of the umbrella I'm under, they'll follow the page or, um, you know, retweet stuff and like it and want to comment. So, and I think we might have told we might have told this story kind of a week ago or two weeks ago. But basically, um, and guys, that's my dog playing with his new toy. You know how that goes. Um, but basically, this dude who's um, an announcer for for Dragon Gate hmm. got got drunk. 
two weeks ago and was like basically throwing shots at me like, oh, you're not real and you don't have substance and you tweet about one thing, but you say another thing and it's that and the third. So, you know, like I don't really know, dude, but I, we have like people in common and I don't want to mess up nobody else's relationship. So mm-hmm. like, I got tell them, like, yo, what's up with your man? They're like, oh, well, you know, he he uh, has a problem and he gets like this from time to time. Don't worry about it. It'll blow over. So? Well, fuck his problem. But here's the thing I did, though. I reached out to my man, mm-hmm. tried to have a conversation with him. Um, he was still kind of out of it, so he wasn't super receptive. Yeah. And so he was like, yo, we can talk about it tomorrow when, you know, I'm feeling better. I was like, okay, you know, we all have days like that. Still Bet. no excuse. Bet. Mm-hmm. Right? Next day came nothing. Tuesday came nothing. Wednesday came nothing. Like, none of, nothing is changing. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, okay bet. <clears throat> we'll play it to the side. Don't got to be no thing, right? Okay. So, something happened to where he wasn't talking about me, but he was saying something slick about somebody. So, I get on a Twitter machine yesterday, and I was like... Yo, dude, like, we still need to have a conversation. I didn't say his name. Like, I didn't add him, but I put his name in there. Okay, I seen that, yeah. Yeah, and then he hit me with a tweet. Like, he's like, you could just add me. I was like, okay, bet. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> so, and he was like. I was laughing when I saw and it. And what's crazy was, he was like, you really want to have this conversation in public? Or you want to have it in DM? I was like, I tried to have it in the DM. You want to be slick. So, you know, it went for about a half an hour, 45 minutes of back and forth. And my thing was, like. I don't, and I, I said this, and I genuinely mean it. Unless you work in HR, I don't owe it to no white man to prove my substance. And I feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get to dictate the things I say and the things I feel and how they come across if I don't work for you. Especially in a space where, and, and this is what I mean by any white man. His point was, yo, I really been out here with with the brothers and fighting for the cause and his that and third, suck my dick. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. That don't mean nothing to me. Nigga, you're not Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I don't care. I don't I don't care who you know. I don't care who you rep. And that was the crux of it. He yep. was like, you'll never be as big as I am in the world of professional wrestling. Nigga, okay. I don't be no fucking alcoholic either. But no, the thing is, dog, like, I really came from nothing. Like, I really had no, no say, no end. I was just good at what I did. And that caught on. And if it don't turn into nothing else, I'm fine with that. Because yeah. we got a bunch of other shit going on. Like, mm-hmm. the wrestling thing is great because it's something that I love. Like, like professional wrestling. Yeah, I get absolutely. to talk about it with people and write about it with people who come from a place of covering it for a long time. Like, to me, that's a gift in and of itself. Like, you've never heard me say, You and I have conversations about all the different things I want to do in life. Yeah. You remember when uh, WWE had that job open to come up? You was like, you should apply for it, and I was like, fuck you. Yeah, that's right. That's I, yeah, that's what, yeah, I that's not what I'm it. trying to do. Exactly. And, and even you, who's around me all the time, I see why you would be like, oh, I assume like that would be Cam's next step. But like after that, I expressed to you like, nah, it's fun to talk about it. It's fun to have this discussion, and I like how close I am, but yet how far away I am. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're, the, you're just in the right spot that you want to be in. So basically, yeah, he can stop being a dick eater and leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, you know, you fucking great value disco inferno looking motherfucker. I, never, no, I wasn't even following him. Like, like you came to me and you felt the need to criticize me. Mm-hmm. You can eat every dick imaginable. Okay, so now that that's done, <laughs> how was your week? It's pretty good. We started getting the swing of things. We're going to start school. Fucking trash. Um, 
we had a scrimmage Saturday, you know, just inter squad scrimmage. Um, literally felt like a legit um, NFL preseason game because mm-hmm. our, our main main players they didn't play. I mean, because obviously their their spots were solidified. Like mm-hmm. you know, don't matter what happens between fucking that Saturday and this next Saturday coming up when we have the next scrimmage, they're not losing their spot. Mm-hmm. Their guys solidified. And so, you know, so they were just kind of watching. They're helping the other kids, like kind of coaching the other kids up as well, which I thought was cool because normally um, in a situation like that, if, if a program does that, they're just kind of off to the side or they don't even go to the fucking scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were here and they're coaching the next ones up. Like they're helping them out, like, you know, which I thought was really badass. Um, I mean, that's really about it. Um, I mean, didn't really do too much. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I guess kind of like side note, but uh, whatchamacallit, um, What's her face? Uh, Mariel was up during the week, so I took her to Casino El Camino to have lunch. She liked it a lot. Let me take girls in my spot, dog. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing out here? Hey, I'm just trying to have hamburgers, man. <laughs> they hit two, didn't they? Oh, hell yeah. Cause, like, what you know, the I, hamburger I, or the chicken? No, I, I had a hamburger. I had um, the Chicago. She had a, the Buffalo one, and she's like, oh my god, I love this place. It's so awesome. I was like, it's pretty fucking good. But... How was your week besides, you know, that fucking great value uh, Disco Inferno? So I also, I also went to a scrimmage. Um, you know, my, my oldest friend, uh, Coach Ivan Mason, um, his, yeah, his son, his son is a sophomore um, at Stevens High School. We went to his, they scrimmage out here in Pflugerville against a team from Bryan. Um, so we went out to that and. You know, like it's crazy that like my one of my oldest friend who's four days older than me has a sophomore son. Just like, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, but no, he's um sophomore, so he's the uh, the JV slot receiver. Okay. So he's like their gadget guy, and it was pretty fun to watch. They need to block for him better, but that was pretty fun. Um, I don't know how. Normally, JV's not going to have anybody on it. Yeah. Either the all the young talent, like freshmen, stay on freshmen. Mm-hmm. Or the really badass players all go to varsity. Like literally, JV's like that redheaded stepchild. No, yeah. So he like and you could <laughs> you could see that he had a different gear to him. But boy, they tried to hand that ball off to him on some jet sweeps. They were in the backfield immediately. <laughs> yeah. So so that was something. It's too early in the year to be doing jet sweeps. Yeah, you're doing a lot of hate right now. I want you to know. No, I'm not doing hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying, just wait <laughs> too early to be doing jet sweeps. What are you talking about? You gotta you gotta practice. Yeah, I'll practice it later, but I mean, you don't want to be doing that shit right now. So anyway, I don't oh, know how y'all are going to get through this season because it was 103 degrees. And I was like, oh God, I can't, how am I out here? This is crazy. I jogged four miles in that bitch uh, yesterday. Nah, man. I don't know how I did it, but I, I did and I survived. I'm sure the kids lost some weight yesterday. Um, so that was cool. Oh yeah, um, absolutely, dude. Outside of that, um, not too much. Week was normal. Um, we had our we had finals, um, so we're in intercession right now. So they closed the building early. I did a show Tuesday night. And I want to talk about that. Okay. I did a show Tuesday night. My man Brandon, uh, cool black nerd, me, Rich, Brandon, uh, his boy, and then they had two guests on there, and we've been doing this for a long time, and I don't even know if people know, but there's a genuine gap between being good at this and not knowing what you're doing. Because I saw it for the first time. Like, really saw it for the first time. So, Brandon invited uh, this other podcast on his show um, because they said they wanted to do it. And they were not prepared. They had no information. They hadn't watched the shows. They couldn't carry on a conversation of what was going on. It was ugly, man. 
Like everybody can do this. This is not. Yeah, I mean, like just because anybody can do it doesn't mean everybody should do it. Exactly. And that's not me like being elitist about it. It's like no, when you hear a bad show, mm-hmm. it's bad. Oh yeah, and you're like this shit is not carrying. Like, like yeah, so yeah, and, and that's what I was saying. Like even um, um, somebody that you and I know, mm-hmm. uh, we're not gonna name names because again, you know, it's not really to sound like hate or whatever. But he put up a um like a clip on his snapchat and he sent it to me of what he was doing it was last weekend mm-hmm. and they were like in a bar doing a podcast show and it was the one show that um that miles shout out miles northwest till i rest yeah, he's done. yeah. and it was them doing a show in there and they were talking about like bartenders mm-hmm. and dive bars best dive bars like huh like why would you talk about that no like, Which I think is good, but I think that's more of a thing where you have to have visuals that's for very it. very local. Like, that's a very local audience you're going to get. I think it's a local show, though. Like, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think yeah. that, I think even if your content isn't great, you can still be good at what you're doing. No, it wasn't but good. That, my problem with that show is more format than anything else. Yeah, though. no, it, it was pretty, it was pretty baseless. It was just like. Like, the clip he has shown me is basically like, you know, this woman, she's like kind of going off and this fucking bartender, they think they're the shit. I'm like, oh, shut your tortilla you ass up. They might be the shit. But, you know, it was was just like so bad. I was like, like, I was like cringing. I had to like just stop the videos. Like, no, I'm not watching this anymore. Okay. So let's, let's make sure our podcast is good. Yes. Um, Where do you want to start? Um, let's, you know, let's get right into the, let's get right into the meat of it. Talk about Hove. Yeah. Um. So basically, Jay Z has signed a deal with the NFL to kind of oversee the entertainment portion of the league, most specifically the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. Understandably, there are people who are against it, um, or who have questions about it. Namely, Eric Reed, who is basically the other half of the Colin Kaepernick situation, and. I don't think that we're equipped, and by we, I mean anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're equipped to talk about the hypocrisy or the hypocrisy or the good intentions of a Jay-Z in the situation, because I think you have to wait three, four, five years to see it really come to fruition. Yeah, um, that's fair. Now, here's my problem. If any of us does have the right to criticize, it's Eric Reed. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And here's Absolutely. why. Eric Reed, people say, well, Eric Reed settled with the NFL. Eric Reed is getting a paycheck from the NFL, so what's his problem? Here's what I think Eric Reed's problem is Eric Reed was a all pro starter in the league. He knelt beside Colin Kaepernick, explained that he had the same concerns, and all of a sudden, all pro starter Eric Reed didn't have a job. Nobody would sign him for like two years. Literally one of the best safeties. Nobody could justify why they did it. And so Mm -hmm. you knew what it was. Whereas we talk about, well, Colin Kaepernick might not be talented enough to be worth the hassle, which is a conversation in and of itself. But while there are people who could argue that point, you couldn't argue how good Eric Reed was. Like you couldn't say he's not good enough. You knew exactly what the situation was. So for him to say, well, I take issue with Jay-Z taking this job. I take issue with Jay-Z making comments about the time for kneeling is over. 
when Jay-Z never had to kneel. Jay-Z literally risked nothing when it came to the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, this is additional money for him. Jay-Z's a billionaire before any NFL deal. Yeah. Eric Reed has been training his whole life to do this one thing. To ask somebody who has been doing something their whole life and has been elite at it to no longer work there, to not play anymore, and to keep his mouth shut while he's doing it is... Pretty asinine. It's exactly the same thing as if you don't like America, why don't you leave? It's literally the same thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but in sports terms, yeah. But, well, sure, sure, sure. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not as serious. Yeah. It's not life and death. Mm-hmm. But it is a man's livelihood. So to say, oh, well, you're taking money from the NFL. How can you criticize? No, that, that's what we all do. We are all allowed to criticize the people we work for. Everybody's done it. Hell, I've done it. We are, yeah. And just some of us can get away with it because we're really good at the job. Like yeah. Eric Reed. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it showed me that, one, when people said that like Jay-Z was their dad, it was true. Because Jay-Z had me out there in in baggy jeans, Air Force Ones, and striped button downs and fitted caps. I can't lie. I was, I was doing We're that. in the club like that. That's there right. Was, there was Jay-Z. There was a time where Jay-Z could do no wrong. Like, Planeta. Yeah. Whatever he said went. And people just always roll with that. And this chestnut checkers bullshit is what it is. Because Jay-Z has a long-term deal. And so we got to wait and see. While I believe that we do have to wait and see, that's not an excuse to argue the other side. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. you can't just dismiss what somebody with real concerns, with real stake in the game, is saying just because you feel like that. Yeah. So, like, again, I think that it is, we do have to give it time to play out, but I'm not going to question what a man like Eric Reed is saying when Eric Reed has legit had to fight for this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Hey, dog, can you stop? <laughs> Banner's attacking Peanut as we do this show. He always does, little asshole. But no, but, you know, to, to kind of go back to the little Kaepernick situation, so check this out. Josh McCown. Pretty much, uh, what, what's the term when he bounced from team to team to team? There's a certain term. I, I can't Pouring. Think. No. Well, <laughs> goddamn. Um, <laughs> journeyman. Journeyman, okay, I'll yeah. say journeyman, okay? Retired. Came out of retirement, he signed with the Eagles. You're telling me Josh McCown's better than Colin Kaepernick? Jacoby Brissett is not better than Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, all due respect to, to, to our, our Harvard brethren, is not as good as Colin Kaepernick. No. Um, Nathan Peterman sure as shit Hell wasn't no. as good as Colin Kaepernick. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of names. But again, I even though it's a bullshit argument, even though it shows the lack of fairness, you can make the argument that his talent isn't worth the hassle. Which is pretty fucking illegal, but you can make that argument. But Eric Reed, you can't. And so you knew that if that's what they're doing to Eric Reed, that's what they're doing to Colin Kaepernick. You know, and again, like people don't, they're like, I'm never going to feel bad for a millionaire. Like, okay, I, I understand that. But it's not about you feeling bad. It's about you respecting that these aren't like trust fund kids. They got it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? They worked harder than everybody else, aside from having talent. Because we've been there like uh, like Daniel Jolly, one of the best athletes we grew up with. Oh, shit, absolutely, he, yeah. He made it a point on, um, on Michael Harris' podcast. He was like, look, I got to Colorado, and everybody was as good as me, but they cared. And that was different. Like, not only are these the most talented people in the world, but they're also, they work harder than all the other most talented people. So, like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, I, I do think that we have to let it play out. But also, let's be real about Jay-Z. Jay-Z sold crack to his mom. <laughs> Jay-Z shot his brother. Oh, Jesus And apparently, Christ. Jay-Z told Jermaine Dupree not to take the same deal that he just took. Now, if that part is true, if that part is true, that says a lot. But, you know, got to let it play out. But, yeah. Scam artist. Just because you go to a brunch, just because you have a paper plane snapback, don't mean you should just take everything Jay-Z says or does as gospel. Nobody's infallible. Especially not if you sold crack to your mom. I'm just saying Jay-Z's made mistakes. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Why would you do that? I mean, I'm sure he had his reasons, but I'm just saying. Jay-Z's not perfect. What kind of reasons would you need to cheat on Beyonce for? Hell of anything, I would I would allow Beyonce to cheat on me at least three times a week. Definitely allow Beyonce to cheat on I'd me. I'd be like, that's fine, baby, cheat on me. Um, let me see the bank count. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, I gotta go out for a minute. Hey, take your time. Hey, t- you need some you need some money. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, really quick, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about uh, your man Trump? Sure, why not? Yeah. Basically, Trump told Israel not to let two of oh, yeah. the women in the squad into the country. Isn't that like treason? He told them not to let two congresswomen American congresswomen into Israel. Said that it would show great weakness to the country if they let them in. I don't really have anything else to add to that. You know what I'm saying? Like That's yeah. pretty much treason to me. Yeah. You feel me? Like I, I don't think there's any way around that. Um... How's this man not hanging from the gallows yet? To su- to not support Americans who have committed no crime. Yeah. Um. Against a foreign nation. I, yeah. <laughs> like I got I don't know what else to really add to that. No, I mean um, it's, it's crazy, and it's it's a, uh, you know the crazy thing is like you know they restricted it, and then I guess like um. Uh, and I'll chop her name up. That's so why I'm not even trying to attempt right now. Not Alon Omar? No, the other one. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So basically, I guess like she has a grandmother in Palestine mm-hmm. who's, I guess, sick and she's pretty much on her last legs. Mm-hmm. She was, I guess, uh, her grandmother, I believe, either lives in Israel or somewhere out there. Um, and obviously, she had to go through Israel, mm-hmm. I guess, to... Rashida uh, Tlaib. Yes. Yeah. And so they were going to let her in. And then they eventually said, okay, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll let you in the country, but... You can't condemn boycotts against us and yada yada. Mm. And then, you know, she's like, okay. And then she said, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Like, and I respect her for that. She's like, yeah. no, I'm not coming. You're not going to play me like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to use me as, mm-hmm. you're not going to use me in the way that some people feel the NFL is using Jay Z. Yeah. Like, as a, as a figurehead and as kind of a get along and as a shield to all the things that you're doing wrong. Respect. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are some tough-ass women, dog. Like, I really appreciate that they've been elected. I appreciate that they have a voice. I appreciate that they are fearless. Like, that's great. It really and is. I said it once, and I'll say it again. They're literally doing all the bullshit that typical Americans complain about every day about politicians. And, well, they need to be working. They need to be representing us. They're literally doing that, mm-hmm. and, and they're getting the most shit for it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not taking big donors. They're not they're not making like, you know, backroom deals and I do none of that bullshit. They're saying, you know what? No, this is how it's going to be. You know, they're doing upfront type shit. They're mm-hmm. transparent as possible. And yet they're getting flack for it. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't get it. I mean, either people 
are full of shit when they say they want politicians like that, or they want those politicians to make sure they look like them. Yeah, they want a new white men. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I figure it. that much, but you know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get that from white men because white men are normally gonna make uh, backroom shady deals. So, it is what it is. It's about where that stands. Yeah. Um. So an interesting conversation came up mm-hmm. to kind of flip things a little bit. Somebody tweeted, and uh oh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. And I was like, wait, uh-oh. I'm under the um, under the idea that like if you tweet it, um, and you're not like super problematic, we should give you credit for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, at Tesla Joy tweeted, another favorite movie of mine is Rudy. Based on a true story, I cry every single time. You have to be that relentless when you're going after something you want. Okay. Nigga, fuck Rudy. <laughs> if you look at the true story of Rudy, apparently he was a dickhead and everybody hated him. And it was a real technicality that got him on the field and he was offside. <laughs> Niggas do not fuck a Rudy. What's the sports movie or just movie that's like uh, based on a true story that you fucking hate? Or do you love them all? I mean, for the most part, I, I do like them. Mm-hmm. There's not too many that I hate. I mean... A movie based on a true story that I really don't like. A sports like. one, or uh, no, just in general. Um, Rudy is like way up there for me. I think Hoosiers is also trash. <laughs> um, Coach Carter is a funny movie to me because all the niggas had to do was make C's. That's always funny to me. Um, hey, C's get degrees, man. Apparently, you just got to maintain your C average. Yep, all you gotta uh, do is not, not hard to do that. I was gonna say Walk Hard, but I fucking love that movie. Um, what's a based on a true story movie that you just really love? Mm, I mean, Remember the Titans is always a great one. Yeah, I think well, one that I like find kind of problematic is Malcolm X, um, which I thought was really good, but it also kind of tells you that like, you know, like Elijah Muhammad is the devil, and like that's kind of not true. So that one's kind of heavy. Um, no, f- funny story about that movie. Are you talking about the one with uh, Denzel, right? There, there's only one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, uh, well, again, because being the movie buff that I am, right? So that's why I'd ask that question. Um, so many years ago, oh, shit, I want to say probably like about six years ago, we were, uh, we were leaving a track meet, and it was about, I think we were in San Antonio or some shit, and so obviously we are in the charter buses, and we were able to play a movie, and the bus driver... She's like, well, I got these movies. She had Malcolm X. Like, all right, yeah, fuck it. Put it on. Put on Malcolm X in the beginning where he's like, you know, on the white man and this, that. The, one of the track coaches, she goes, she goes, nope, nope. We can't watch this. <laughs> it's, I was cracking I mean, up. It's already rated R. But like number two, <laughs> well, you no, get they, to see like, yeah. No, over there, like I said, like we're on the charter buses. They really, like with high school, they didn't give a fuck what you, what you watch. They, they had on a uh, goddamn Kevin Hart special on one time. One of his, deep, one of his like shitty stand-ups. So the but, safe black people were okay. I'm just saying. I guess so, yeah. And to turn off the Malcolm X. Yeah. Wow. Like, within literally about uh, under five minutes, like, or one of the coaches went up, she's like, no, no, we can't watch this. And I'm just, like, cracking up. Oh, shit. So, I did go see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. with uh, DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, the Quentin Tarantino movie. And basically, it's about the actor and his best friend who lived next door to Sharon Tate. And Sharon Tate was the... Uh, 
one of the victims of the uh, Charles yeah. Manson yeah, murders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the movie is like Leonardo DiCaprio acting his ass off. He's killing because mm-hmm. he plays like a washed up actor. Who and he wants still won't get an Oscar for it, but okay. Well, he has one now, but he. I, I didn't get one yet. Yeah, he got one. Oh, okay, nice. He's killing it. Brad Pitt's killing it. Like they're going in. So there's a scene in the movie where he's shooting the movie and Bruce Lee comes on set. And Brad Pitt's character beats the shit out of Bruce Lee. And people were mad that he beat the shit out of Bruce Lee. Yeah. But wait, 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 wait. here's the thing, though. Okay. So spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. When you get to the part where Charles Manson's followers go to kill Sharon Tate, they go to Leonardo DiCaprio's house instead while he's asleep. And Brad Pitt and the dog kill them all. So it changes history. Like, it's an alternate history. Mm-hmm. So why would you be mad about how Bruce Lee was portrayed? It's an alternate history. It's a different universe. And he beat the shit out of Bruce Well, basically, Bruce Lee was, like, real cocky. He started throwing him into the Tarantino car. He was beating the shit out of him. But, like, like uh, a bunch of people were like, oh, like, y'all didn't do justice to Bruce Lee. He shouldn't have been portrayed like that. They yeah. literally are telling a, an untrue story. Like, it's literally what they're doing. They changed something way more important than Bruce Lee dying. A, a fucking house full of people getting murdered for, by a cult. So, like, yes. Wow, Quentin. You're <laughs> fucking impressive. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of dirty feet in that movie. Surprise, surprise. Quentin Tarantino. Meh. Next. You know what? I went back and watched... Um, because I'm, I'm like a... At least a Tarantino cinephile. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and watched *Inglorious Bastards*. I went back and watched *Hateful Eight like over the last couple of days. And you know, as much as I like them, I can't imagine asking somebody who isn't already into that format of movie to sit down and watch the first hour of *Hateful Eight or the first hour of *Inglorious Bastards*. It is a slow moving, trotting process. And I love it, but only because I'm conditioned for those specific movies. Um, yeah, no, I would not ask you to do that. Um, but the shit was dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they got a movie for uh, more scary movies or more scary stories to tell in the dark, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've seen that one. I need to go peep that. Um, that would be kind of cool. Watch it. Isn't a, is it Guillermo del uh, Toro? Yeah. Ooh, shit. So you know it's going to be pretty It's going to be shit. all kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I got to peep that. Um, what else you got, Big Dog? Nothing else, really, except, um, well, uh, a few days ago, well, because you know with the whole El Paso thing that happened? Mm-hmm. So, um, a team from Plano ISD and El Paso were supposed to play. They were going to play in Plano, okay? Plano decides about, this past week says, nah, you know what, fuck that, we're scrapping the game due to, um, cons- uh, safety concerns, okay? Now, a lot of people assumed... Which I thought was kind of silly of, um, of again, Twitterverse, you know, pe- people on Twitter, they just assume shit. Let me speak loud, put in caps, I'm right, kind of thing, you know, whatever. And everybody kind of assumed that, that they felt that Plano ISD felt that El Paso people were going to come over and shoot Plano people. No, Mexican people aren't about that kind of life. Isn't we're not going to do And really quick, isn't that weird how when... A white mass murderer does something that white people fear retaliation. Probably. I mean, like I said, retaliation, but I, I can I'm willing to bet God damn it, Banner, you almost punched my balls there. Um I'm more than willing to bet get away from the mic. Um 
my 403B that the concern was not that El Paso people were going to come shoot them up. I'm more than willing to bet because if you're familiar with Texas, oh, God damn it, Banner, um, you know that North Texas and East Texas pretty fucking racist. Mm -hmm. Okay, for those y'all that are, you know, you want to get up speed with Texas, like the the landscape, that's how it goes pretty much. North and East Texas, you don't want to go anywhere near because, you know, it's pretty fucking racist. So, I'm more than willing to bet that they were probably thinking, well, if we have this motherfucker drive nine hours to go kill Mexicans, who's to say they're not going to drive ten minutes up the road and do it again? And shoot, you know, shoot not only them, but us as well. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, it's, it's a concern for everybody. Yeah. So they, they decided to cancel it. Twitter did its thing. They got an uproar. You know, oh, my God, it's not fair. The kids, yada, yada, this and this. I can see that. I can also see Plano, why they want to cancel. Mm -hmm. the, I mean, and the thing is, the game they were scheduled to play was a week three game. So they literally had about a month to find another opponent, which mm -hmm. that's more than enough time. You can find somebody. I mean, uh, and with everything going on, I'm sure someone would be willing to jump up real quick and be like, you know what? Fuck it, we'll play you. El Paso said, well, if you like, you can come over here and we'll provide security, this, this, we'll do whatever. Or if you want, we'll play in a neutral spot. We'll pay for the admin. We'll pay for everything. Like pretty much just let's keep the game on, do this. And Plano's was like, nope, fuck this. I guess they took a bunch of uh, flack and, you know, basically, long story short, the game is is on again. I believe it's going to be playing, play, uh, played in Plano, but, I mean, people got to understand, you know, this situation is bigger than football, okay? What, whether or not, whatever the concerns were at Plano ISD, I mean, more than likely, I'm willing to bet their concern was for everybody involved, not just their their community, but the El Paso community as well, Okay. Because, again, we know majority of mass shooters in America, the domestic terrorists that they are, of who they look like, who they resemble. They resemble somebody that probably came out of Plano versus somebody who comes out of El Paso. And so, I'm just, you know, it's just, it's kind of like, you know, it's, if, they, if games are canceled due to safety concerns like that, I'm actually okay with it. And, you know, I, I just hate hearing the whole, well, like... You know, it's it's for the community, and this is how it's going to help them heal. Okay, a, fo a football game is going to really help somebody heal? Like, okay. I mean, I, I just think it's more this like... This is not the movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just... I really believe that a lot of people want to get this game off so everybody can share their own little opinion. They can find an article based on the game, put their little two cents to add to it. Like, oh my God, these boys played brave. And basically just kind of... You know, clout chase off of that and get and do shit for likes and retweets, which is it's pretty sickening. You know how you fix the mass shooter problem? Hmm. One, you take away guns. Two, you have white people talk to each other about not being racist. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like if you do those two things, because um, again, things can, things will change. Yeah, that's absolutely. probably the thing I've learned in my thirties more than anything else. It's not my job as a black man to fix racism. It's my job to make sure people like me can navigate this world, but it's not my job to make sure a white person becomes a better person. I task white people with that. Um, <laughs> so, before we get out of here, man, yeah, um, hate to end it on a somber note, you know, we do this show on a Sunday. Oh, we yeah, found yeah. out a few hours ago mm. that uh, Cedric Benson, um, you know, one of the greatest players in University of Texas history. High school football history um, for Texas. Absolutely high school football history. Um, 
first round NFL draft pick. Found out that he uh, died in a motorcycle accident around Mount, Mount Bunnell, um, which if you live around here, the Austin area, you know how dangerous it is even driving around there. So motorcycle accident, it's rough. Um, you know, just to say, and we don't have to read off a bunch of stats. If you know, you know. Um, you know, longtime starter, uh, second to Ricky Williams in just about everything, mm-hmm. which is where you belong. Um, you know, I remember his speech when he won National Player of the Year, just him being in tears. Um, you know, and, and even after his NFL career in, you know, during the offseason, he was always like around Austin on the social scene. Um, just prayers for his family, man. Like, uh, you know, we're, I'm 33 or 34, so that makes him, what, 36 maybe? He's like about, yeah, he's 36, so yeah. he, he's like, he's literally one year older than us. Um, yeah. Like, growing, like I said, I remember growing up, like, because um, um, uh, down here, they always televise state championships, and I remember watching them, I think they played, I think admittedly, I think they played Westlake, and mm-hmm. man, or something, they beat the, he ran the shit out of all of them. Yeah. He won, he, he helped them win three straight titles. Yeah, special kid, yeah. man. Special kid. Um, you know, just, yeah, prayers for his family, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot to get through. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to say that. Uh, as far as what's coming up in the week, uh, of course, this drops on Monday. Uh, Wednesday, episode uh, 14 of, you just, you know we can hear that. That's fine. <laughs> it's not. It's organic. Episode 14 of uh, the Goose Down. Uh, Thursday. Goose down. Episode four of I Just Want to Tell Stories with uh, Ashley Robinson, assistant on Fear of the Walking Dead, host of the Pretty Witty Podcast. That uh, sounds like it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, Let's hope so. And so that'll be that'll be Thursday. Video treatment will be Friday. We've started, um, and, I, and I say we, I want to give, I give a special shout out to Travis Bryant, and here's why. For the first time... <laughs> For the first time in as long as I can remember, Travis actually wrote down a plan for a show. Holy shit. I'm fucking shocked. I'm so impressed. Oh, wow. Um, but him and Rich are doing uh, His Dark Materials uh, HBO series. Um, they're actually going to do like a show or two before the show premieres, talking about their fandom and involvement. So um, cool to see uh, all hands on deck for that. So that's probably going to be our Tuesday show. So we're going to have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show. Um, and I think their show might not start till the very tail end of I Just Want to Tell Stories. So for maybe two weeks, we're going to have uh, five straight days of content. So that'll be pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, His Dark Materials, Rich and Travis uh, coming here pretty soon. Um, yeah. If you're a wrestling guy, we might do some King of the Ring stuff still. Schedule that kind of tight. Editing video is a bitch, but it's worth it. Um, you got anything else before we get out of here, man? No, I mean, nothing else. Just, um, you know, guys out there, you know, please, uh, be careful. <sighs> be careful. You can, we can say this when the mic goes off. If you no, 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 no. I feel like maybe every episode I can draw some, uh, wholesome peas, words of wisdom. Okay. You know, guys, um, fellas, ladies, um, if you have someone at home, don't waste, don't waste it on the, on a, on someone on Twitter. I don't know. That's with, just some random wisdom, I guess. With that said, I'm sure I have some next week too. This is South Congress Podcast, Episode Seventy Six. My name is Cameron. 
And I'm Peanut. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. 